0: All right, we're going to get this thing started. Welcome in. BCJ After Dark, brought to you by the Holy Grail. Brought to you by Leah's Landscaping. Brought to you by 513shirts.com, where you can get this sweet, red, fitted, new era, 3930 Bearcat Journal hat. They are insanely comfortable. And I have a huge dome. And it's very difficult for me to get hats that fit. Uh, I highly recommend you guys go get a Bearcat Journal hat. Plus, when you're out in public, this logo really pops. People all want to know what what that's from. I think it's like a minor league baseball team or something along those lines. Uh, If you've got something to say, let's try to keep the sorry Dan's at a minimum. I know there's probably going to be a lot because everybody's pretty pissed off right now. Uh, Just unmute your mic. And uh, fire away with the question. I, I know. Here's the thing. So for those wondering, Cincinnati, uh, you're not wondering. You're here. Uh, for those maybe listening after the fact, Cincinnati dropped to number nine in the college football playoff rankings. Uh, jumped this week after being jumped by two-loss Iowa State last week, being jumped by. Two loss Georgia this week, and then inexplicably Florida losing to uh, a terrible LSU team and uh, staying ahead of Cincinnati at number seven. I, I re- honestly, I really wasn't that pissed off last week because I knew something was coming. I expected it. Like I, I was fully aware that they were going to do something to protect the money maker. That's what they do. But this week is it's just spitting on you like that. That's the thing that pisses me off about this week. You made your point last week. You made it. You see it. Eight was never going to have a chance. To get in. You made your point. You 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 certainly. Uh, let it be known that a, a group of five team wasn't going to get in. This week, you just spit in their face. And that pisses me off. Hi, Dave. You can unmute. You can join us. Dave's laughing because he and and this is from a Dave that called me and yelled at me this afternoon uh, to the point I had to say, Dave, why are you yelling at me over the attendance thing? Now he's just laughing. So uh, hi, Dave.
1: Hi. It's
0: it, it's it's infuriating. I, I know it's expected. I know.
1: Oh, like, I mean, sleep- I'm I'm I think it's. All of the things that you've probably already said.
0: I just started talking right before you joined in, so. Like,
1: it's absurd. It's asinine. It's ridiculous. It's any word you want to say. I mean, but, like, no, I'm not even going to say, like, I knew it was coming. Like, I didn't, I honestly didn't think that they would would drop a spot.
0: I thought USC was going to jump up, even though their wins haven't been very Um, good.
1: I'm just. At this point, I'm just like... You're numb to it. Basically, like, like, this year has proven that winning and losing only matters for certain teams. Like, if you can realistically lose your second game of the year to a terrible conference opponent at home, only drop one spot, and if you somehow were to upset the number one team in the country, you would be going to the playoff.
0: I mean, as much as it pains me to say this, snow Snow ended up being right. They were never going to let anybody below four in. Oh no! Like if no matter what happens Saturday, like I think I, I think Ohio State could lose to Northwestern and they would stay.
1: Well, Ohio State's not losing to Northwestern.
0: I know, but I'm saying like, I think that is, that is a realistic thing that could happen. And and they're just going to say, look, we think these are the best four teams and you know, whatever to everybody else. Um, But I said it last week, I said, look, Clemson could lose to Notre Dame and they're, they're not falling behind Cincinnati. Everybody looked at it and said, these are the things that had to happen. No, those aren't the things that that had to happen because they never would have let it happen. If Florida falls one spot after losing to LSU, How the hell is Clemson going to fall after losing a second time to Notre Dame? They're not,
1: I don't even have that that big of an issue with that. I don't necessarily either. Those are the four best teams. I think they're one of the four best teams. Yeah. I don't have a huge issue with it. If you lose to the second, to the number two team and you're the number three team, I'm not, I don't necessarily think that should kill you.
0: That shouldn't make you the number six team.
1: The thing that bothers me just is the, is like the hypocrisy. The like, well, they haven't played, and other teams around them have have uh, been playing. Well, Ohio State hasn't played a game since the in the exact same number of days that UC hasn't played a game, and they haven't moved one bit. They've moved up, down, nothing. They've been four. So you're putting them at four because you think they're they're the one fourth of the best four team. best teams, which I, I'm not in disagreement in. But you're moving other teams around because they're not as deserving. So which one is it? Is it the four best or is it the most deserving?
0: They don't, it's, well, it depends on what, what exactly. the name That's is on I'm your saying. jersey. Like,
1: it only matters to some teams whether you win or lose. Like, there was, I retweeted a tweet from Nicole Arbach from The Athletic who said that, that they're ignoring Florida's loss and Iowa State's loss. And I'm like, no, they're not.
0: So no, they're, they're well aware of it.
1: They just don't give a shit. <laughs> they're not ignoring it. They just don't care.
0: Yeah. They they, they absolutely do not care. We because got a lot ca- of people.
1: If they cared, Iowa State would be further down and Louisiana would be further up.
0: Or they would at least be close in some way, shape, or form.
1: Right. So it's not that they are ignoring it. They just literally they, they don't, don't
0: care. It. I mean, last week I, I said, you know, kudos to them for uh, for coming out from behind the curtain. But this week they pissed me off. Like, <laughs> it, you already made your point. What? What's the what's the necessary? Uh, you know, the necessary reason is, to to, to continue to kick Cincinnati.
1: It is pretty funny to just like scroll through Twitter and just see this str- all the vitriol. That everybody has now, and it's yeah. all because of UC. Yeah, and you know what? It sucks to say, but like, if we're the poster child to get this shit changed, great. I'm all I'm all for it.
0: Hey, Tim Brando's going off. I'm a big Tim Brando guy. Now. Everybody,
1: I mean, everybody is Joel Clatt, Tim Brando, Dan Wetzel, Pat. Fordy, Your guy Steve. Godfrey's losing. Godfrey. <laughs> God- Godfrey, like I mean, I've seen. I'm probably leaving some people out. Like Stuart Mandel, basically said, is who I saw the, the tweet from about, you know, UC hasn't played, but neither is Ohio State, and it's not affecting them. Um, you know, obviously there's you either you play the game or you don't. There's nothing you can do about it. Like they're not just gonna like read Twitter and go, oh, maybe we should now make it an 18 playoff. But it, it's.
0: Brent That's makes fun. a great point. point. Not, again, not that it matters, but what what's the number one out-of-conference win for the Big 12?
1: Oh, I, I don't even think – do they even have one? I mean yeah, – they have one. Louisiana.
0: No. For the Big 12. What is the biggest out-of-conference win that a team in the Big 12 has? I don't even know. Yes, you do. Tulsa. Ding, 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 oh, well, ding, ding. Yeah, ding. Well, yeah. over Tulsa. That's their biggest win. That's the biggest win the Big 12 has is over Tulsa. Iowa State lost to Louisiana, Kansas State. I mean, they lost the the, the, the Big 12 uh, Sunbelt Challenge. The Big 12 got their ass kicked
1: in they the Big 12 Sunbelt Challenge. I mean, yeah. Jay, Bill- Jay Billis is even in on this. <laughs> I mean, AP voters
0: that ranked Cincinnati ahead of Iowa State, 60. AP voters that ranked Iowa State ahead of Cincinnati, Two, two, and I'm guessing both of those people are from Big Twelve country. Keith, I know you want to talk; you're dying to talk.
2: (laughs) You didn't even y'all. You raised your hand. You son of a bitch. Well, not only have they come out from behind the curtain, they've unzipped their pants and revealed their flaw. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. And they're and they're just walking around trying to to stick in everybody's
0: ass that's not part of the club.
2: Yes, exactly. They're
0: sexually (laughs) assaulting everyone that's not in the
2: club. Now, come this Saturday, Tulsa's in for a world of hurt because I can guarantee you this damn team is going to be ready and loaded for bear. And they could, I mean, assuming we don't have any rust, and I really don't expect us to have any, this <laughs> Tulsa's in for a world of hurt on Saturday. Because a whole lot of frustration is going to be taken out on at Nippert Stadium, especially with 6,000 fans in the stands like Going nuts because they finally get to see the team. Uh, I won't I won't say who this is from,
0: but let's just say uh, this is from somebody that will uh, will be a, a determining factor in the outcome on Saturday. If we drop again, dot dot dot, Florida at seven, question marks. Iowa State, three and five LSU, Florida fell one spot. This is terrible. So they're aware. Oh, they're very aware. I, I won't say who, but they're aware. They're very, very it is, aware. It's
1: very funny to see also that, like, the whole, the BCS just keeps, like, all of a sudden popping back up. Yeah. And, and it just makes me smile. It makes my heart filled with happiness because everybody ha- – you had to get rid of computers. We had to let real people pick the teams. I well, See how that's working out for you? It's not going so great, is it? No, the it's not going goal, so great, goal is was it? to pick the two best teams every year. It never failed.
0: Never once failed.
1: Now we have a four team playoff, and we ranked twenty five teams for some reason, which that part makes no sense to me either. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm trying to put my thoughts out on the a few thoughts out on the BCJ Twitter page. I just. Like, I'm not mad because these people, to me, are whatever adjective, noun you want to use. So I'm not going to get mad at a bunch of people that I don't have any, like, I don't respect their football intelligence. I don't, like. That's the thing. You make yourself look like a
0: clown nationally when you go along with this. And you just don't care?
1: So I'm not, like, I'm not going to let them deter from my enjoyment with this team and the Saturday and hopefully what happens, you know, in a month, you know, in January 1st, like I, d- I just don't care. Like it sucks. I'm mad. So it's like, I'm talking down to both sides of my mouth, but I'm not gonna, let the- I'm not going to let them win. Like who cares? Yeah, but they've already won. Why no? So why am I going to get all upset about it and angry and you know, I can't, change, yeah. I can't change anything. Like, all I can yeah, do but is, you can still get angry. I, all I can do is send off, send out some somewhat, somewhat funny tweets that maybe a couple people will laugh at. <laughs> all
0: right. You guys got questions? Just unmute your mic real quick. Uh, I, have, I have
1: a question, and then I'm going to get okay. off there. I no, to, you're not. Yeah, because I have to watch some Cobra Kai before I go to bed. Um, is there beer at the concession stands? That I don't know that i don't know you might want
0: to figure out a way to you
1: you know some people can you ask them
0: i can i mean i are you going to sit here and wait for a response no you can
1: text it to me so i I mean that's all i want to know honestly
0: I, i mean those are the important questions i think that's uh That's something that everybody that's in this right now that's planning to go to the game is curious about. I just need to know if
1: I need to wear, like, extra baggy pants to sneak beers in, or am I going to be able to buy them?
0: I mean, I'd probably go bourbon. It's going
1: to be cold, a little rainy. I don't drink that. I just drink beer. Sometimes sometimes you have to call an audible, Dave. I can bring – like, we – Every last Bengals game of the year, we always had the champagne game because we were celebrating that the season was finally over. <laughs> and when I was like 16, we snuck in, me and all my buddies and my dad and his friend snuck in two cases of champagne. I two had, cases? Oh, yeah. I had bottles down, like both arms, both legs. Yeah.
2: Now, little-
1: the weather for, weather for Saturday,
2: high of 45, low of 34, partly sunny. It's not,
0: I've got, to rain. I've got 40% chance of rain on the weather app.
2: I'm looking the at actual weather. It's saying 25%. Well, we all know Ohio weather, it can change in a heartbeat. So <laughs> by Friday, it could be like a blizzard warning on Saturday. <laughs> Taylor Twellman,
1: <laughs> T- Taylor Twellman of ESPN soccer is mad that you see is ranked where they are. <laughs> I've got 43
0: cloudy in the morning on and off rain showers during the afternoon. Uh, winds 10 to 15 miles an hour chance of rain 40 percent. so maybe if there are they'll be gone by that night who's got questions Keith I'm, I'm putting your hand down lower Keith's hand lowered <laughs> go ahead Steve
3: I don't know if you recognize me I'm the tennis ball boy from last year so. <laughs> yeah what's up man uh, not much I mean what's the point Chad why are we getting mad? Why are we getting upset? We knew it was gonna happen. Why? Yeah. I'm yeah.
0: Well, it, it's I guess the anger is is watching them expose themselves, as Keith would the like anger, to.
1: Anger, the anger is that they're bending over your team. If yeah. this was UCF, we'd all be laughing our asses off. We did. we we did, yes, we did. We're angry <laughs> because this is us. Yeah. I,
0: it's just the absurdity of how they did it i i think is the thing yes, like it's the
1: absurdity of like you wake up in the morning you're like they couldn't possibly put another two loss team in front of us oh look what they did they put another two loss team in front of us for me it's florida
0: that's what that's what set me off today
1: right you you lose a game at home joel clatt tweeted this you lose a game at home to a three and five team with 54 scholarship players and a true freshman quarterback making his first ever start, and that loss costs you one place. In the one.
0: Range. And and then they go on and, and we watch this team and they looked really good. And I test this and I t- LSU sucks this year. They got
1: blown out in the first week by Mississippi State. Alabama it terrible. Beat, Alabama beaten by 100. That should drop you. You should not. There's no argument for Florida
0: in the top 10. No, there's not. LSU. There's not. That's you what know I what else should be pissed? You know I else should be really pissed? If I'm Indiana, I'm sorry, Dan, Furious. Um,
1: uh, Coastal Carolina should be pissed. Also, also Coastal Carolina. Like, they've played 10 games. They've played almost as many or more games than pretty much anybody else. They've beaten two top 20 ranked teams. And they can't move. They can't move up at all because you just have to keep putting these bullshit, very very average power five teams that lose to each other. And you know, results don't matter. To if, if Louisiana team. were undefeated, where would they be ranked, and how much lower would Ohio or, or would Iowa State be ranked so that they could justify wherever Louisiana would be?
0: Well, they needed Iowa State as a pawn at the time. So Iowa State would still be where they are because they had to have them to, to continue the illusion that the Big 12 is, is worth a shit.
1: And oh, we yeah. know they're not. I mean, if Well, if Louisiana had, was undefeated, that means that they wouldn't have lo- lost. They'd have beat Coastal. They'd have beat Coastal. So they'd probably be where Coastal was. Yeah, they'd just be where Coastal was. And they'd is. still be propping up Iowa State because they could go, look, see, the team that beat Iowa State is awesome. Except we don't think they're awesome enough to move them to where they should be, but they're good enough to keep this Big 12 team, you know, in the top seven or eight.
0: Why, why, isn't, why
1: isn't Army ranked right now? Why isn't – I mean, didn't Colorado get blown out by Utah Saturday and they are now ranked?
3: not ranked like it's it's a joke man like chad you've been right the whole time it's the the ball game it's three car monty yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a ma- video of the it's guy a massive shell game it's a video of the guy like scooping the ice cream off the cone every time before <laughs> <the baby laughs>
1: that's a, good it's one. a joke
0: dave concessions should be open as normal probably have to close by 10 to abide by state curfew on alcoholic beverages
1: that's fine i can get plenty of beers in by 10
0: I, I don't doubt that. I've seen you on a game day. <laughs> the My answer dad. is, the answer is there should be beer. Yes, perfect. Is perfect. that the only reason you came to this thing, isn't it? You wanted an answer I mean, on beer,
1: kinda. It's not, <laughs> not hundred percent wrong, but so the question, the thing that's you know started to pop up last week. And is now going to pop up even more, I guarantee it, is the whole the G5 should have their own playoff. Shut up. Dude, I'm in agreement. But you know that's No, that's what
0: I'm saying to anyone that has that take. Shut up.
1: Shut up. Do not allow them. That's what they that's what they want. Yeah. They want us to go away so then they don't even have to worry about it anymore. And we can have our own little sideshow playoff and some obscure network will give you know, five million bucks or whatever to broadcast it. And then they don't have to deal with it anymore. That's exactly what they want. So that's how you can delineate between like who's in their pocket versus who actually wants a fair and equitable playoff system. Anybody that is pumping the G5 playoff is in cahoots with the committee and these big schools.
4: Why stop at the G5? Go with the, the hundred other schools who have no chance of making. I mean,
1: that's the thing. It's like it's a, it's 90% a of, the, 90, 90% it's of the G5 has no a, chance. Kentucky has a better shot to make the playoff than UC. No. It's, I mean, so. No. But they use that in recruiting. Like, hey, we're in the SEC. We can, we can play for a national championship. When everybody, not actually can, say everybody, most people know that's a total bullshit line. But Kentucky can't even play for an SEC East championship.
0: <laughs> no, but they, they they had a title game for the SEC East. Kentucky would never have been in it. Have they ever finished second in the SEC East?
1: No, No. I mean, I maybe. think one year they
0: finished third. I mean, well, they, like, had a, they had a record of like 17 years. They had never been above 500. In they're SEC like a founding,
1: founding member of the conference. I'm sure at some point they had a good season.
2: Yeah, but that season, they finished third in the SEC East. They wouldn't qualify
0: for an SEC East title game.
1: Well, they used to not even have the title game. No, 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 you're missing what I'm saying.
0: You're missing what I'm saying. Right. They couldn't, if they played a title game just for the SEC East. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't qualify for that. (laughs) Hell with playing in the SEC title game. They can't even play for the SEC East title.
4: (laughs) How long before the, the rest of college, though, figures out that nobody has a chance except for six teams? I mean, well, see, here's, here's why, why is it even worth it? Because they cast checks.
1: That's, well, but that's yeah. good enough?
4: That's good enough yeah, for their like, fan if, bases? If you're,
1: okay, if you're – like, is a bad example this year because they're actually, you know, pretty Really good. good. If you're Purdue or you're Virginia or you're Kansas State, why are you going to make a stink – when you're riding the coattails of Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma. Who, who's you, actually
4: cashing those checks? It's not the fans. Like, I, well, no, we're all fans, outraged. We don't that, cash any checks.
1: We have no say.
4: Yeah. Like, I, the I wonder how like, fan bases care about, like, why would you even care if you were North Carolina's fan base anymore? You have zero chance.
0: Because you come to the realization that you have zero chance. You just watch your team and uh, that you, you – you get this sec mentality of, you know, it just means more and you start chanting uh, sec when your team is uh, three and nine um, because, you know, you're, you're a big Bama fan uh, at this point in time. See, I almost dropped an F bomb there, but I refrained (laughs) because I know if I let one go right now, the rest of this zoom is just going to be me dropping F bombs. And I'm trying not (laughs) to
2: do that.
4: The top six teams need the other one hundred teams for fodder to yeah. to play. they're going to kill the golden Goose here and just just disorient everyone, every other fan base and and but no here, one's here's going the to thing. care
0: here's the thing those fan bases are already like they already they're already conditioned
4: They've they already never had a up.
0: shot they never had a shot to begin with. They've been in the conference <laughs> with all these other guys all along, right They already know their place. Cincinnati's kind of new to this thing. We don't know our place yet, and we're pissed off. They've already they went through this forty years ago. <laughs> the Big Ten has been through this for fifty years, um, so you know we're angry about it. Now, if I was Indiana, I'd be furious right now. Now they're on on pause again, so they wouldn't have been able to play in the Big Ten title game, uh, even if they would have have been permitted to do so
1: see if i'm i look at it differently in their case like they're gonna go to a bcs game with like a four and one record which under any <laughs> normal circumstance that would never happen that's fair so i'd be like hell yeah let's send me wherever you want like any other we play 12 games this ain't happening but,
0: I, but what I'm, I'm not saying they should be mad that they're not included in the playoff I'm saying no, they are pissed off that, that they're, they, they're behind. If they went to the
1: Big Ten Championship and lost, they wouldn't be going to a BCS game. This is actually helping them, or a uh, New Year's Six game.
0: Mm-hmm. But they should be pissed off. They're behind Iowa State, which is nothing but – they're behind Oklahoma. They're behind Florida. They're but behind see, Georgia. There's the, no way Indiana should be behind any of those That's the crux of,
1: of all this. That's the crux of all this. Yeah.
0: They don't need anybody to prop up Ohio State. They've already they're made them behind better, on Ohio they're State. They're not
1: better than those teams, though.
0: Indiana stock?
1: No, not now with yeah. a backup quarterback. No, well, no, with no. Penix
0: out with Penix out, you're right. But with Penix, they were better than all of those teams.
1: I'm not disagreeing, but that's not what team they are now.
2: Yeah. 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 And I think they the committee has said they will consider injuries in the rankings and
4: Indiana would what consider whatever, whatever the hell they
2: want. Right.
4: right. Yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like they're behind those teams because they're they're not better. They might be more deserving. They're not better, and yet Iowa State's where they are with a with a loss, because they think they're better, and because you can't possibly say they're more deserving. With two losses, you know, right. Like I wasn't th- gonna drink
0: tonight, by the <laughs> way, and then I was like, well, I'm gonna drink tonight, and then I was like, well, do I drink do I drink beer or do I drink bourbon, and if I drank bourbon. You guys probably wouldn't see me until tip off tomorrow because there's both. A f- Ooh. <laughs> Keith, you're a brave soul. There's a, there, there's, there's a couple bottles down there that I probably would have uh, put an end to
3: it,
5: it,
0: the, the mood that I'm in this evening. Ridiculous. Anybody think- else want to, anybody else want to talk? Daniel, you've got your mic.
5: Yeah, I have a question. Um, All right. I think that my biggest question is like right now, with the way we're recruiting in 2022, I would think that maybe this is the, you know, big boys, the blue buds, trying to get kind of nervous and trying to say, well, we want to uh, recruit against Cincinnati at some point. And a way to do that is to, you know, get them knocked down in the, uh, you know, playoff rankings. I think that that might be one of the things.
0: What I would say is they haven't really taken anybody from the big boys yet. And as we've seen, uh, Michigan State and Indiana and Purdue and Ole Miss and you know a lot of those teams they don't really have a whole lot of say uh, in, in what happens so I I think you're on to something a little bit in that Cincinnati's becoming more of a nuisance than anybody else has before uh, especially on that front where they are starting to consistently recruit Uh, A higher level of talent than anybody in the group of five has ever uh, accomplished before. But you're not going to see backlash like that until you really start cranking in that high four and five star range. If if Luke gets to this point, at that point, they might send us to FCS.
1: Well, plus Luke you, starts also, actually landing you also need to do this again next talent. year. Like, they have to be yeah. Indiana and, Nor- and Notre Dame next year. Because right. you know the talking point will just be, well, they were just up there because it was a pandemic year and the Big Ten didn't play half their games and the Pac-12 didn't play half their games, blah, 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 Right. So you have to do the same on the field. You have to back up what you did this year, which is making being noticed <laughs> and clearly making people – mad for you um but you have to do it again or they'll just forget about you as easily as the committee does
4: how long before our coaches figure out that we can't win and they leave us again isn't that how this has worked
0: uh, it's how it's worked in the past but those are those were climbers luke's not a climber now do i do i think luke is going to be at cincinnati forever no uh but i do think his intention is to be here for a while unless something crazy comes his way. With Marcus, there's nothing you can can do on that. Marcus is gonna leave when Marcus finds the right opportunity and leaves. A- unless he has a feeling Fick is gonna leave and then he'll stay here and, and take over if possible. But I mean, coordinators leave. That's that's the nature of college football. If you're good, th- your coordinators are gonna be coveted by by others and they're they're going to move. Um, there's nothing you can really do to change that with luke i just he's a different dude man he's he's interested in different things his focus is on different things he doesn't think and i've said this a million times since he took the job and this this wasn't when i started saying this it wasn't in relation to him uh looking at other jobs or him looking to to move up the ladder it was it was said in just my interaction with him and I'm guessing, I mean, if you guys watch the press conferences, you see kind of the relationship I have with Luke and it's, you know, a lot of ball busting and he, he gives me crap constantly. Um, Luke is the uncle that you really look forward to seeing at 4th of July. You know, the the guy that's running the grill and you're having a beer with them and you know, you're, you're in your twenties or thirties and you've, you've learned, probably more from him than than anybody else that's not your parents that's luke fickle to me and and that uncle isn't a guy that's looking to screw people over that uncle's a guy (laughs) that everybody has a great deal of respect for and i think that translates over to why he's happy here why his family's happy here uh and and make no mistake the most important thing on all of this why amy fickle's happy here because if amy fickle gets what amy fickle wants And Dave, we've, (laughs) you know, some of the backstory on that, like he ain't going. If Amy says he ain't going. And right now, Amy wants to raise her family in Cincinnati. So that that's a hurdle that, that is a considerable one for Luke. I I think this will, will piss him off when somebody tells him about it. Uh, I don't think he watches on Tuesday nights. A lot of that was because he had the coaches show uh, on Tuesday night. So he was busy, but I don't think this is something he pays attention to, but uh, you can guarantee uh, either via text from his players or uh, his kids, Landon, uh, somebody will let him know and he will not be thrilled that they fell again to number nine, especially with a team in front of them uh, losing to LSU.
5: Anybody else? I think that like uh, one thing that I was, was saying when I hear people, you know, talk about, you know, Marcus Freeman, maybe leaving to, you know, take the D coordinator job somewhere else. I would, I don't know. I think D coordinator job might be, make me a little more hurt or a little more, you know, mad that he left for that. But I think if he's leaving for a head coaching job, you know, even if it is like a Mac level job, like Akron or Toledo or a job like that, I think that's just, you know, how, like you said, the, you know, cookie crumbles in college football nowadays people are just trying to move up the ladder and like somebody as young as he is I mean I know he's going to be looking for you know a really good place and he can be pretty picky with his choices but I'm just happy that we have a coach and we have a you know coaching staff where these people can be moving up and I can kind of have you know other teams to cheer for at some point during the year
0: yeah I mean I think Marcus is in the, if you're looking at D coordinator jobs, I think he truly believes he has maybe the best defensive coordinator job in the country because he's working for Luke fickle. Now, if Brian Kelly comes calling see Dave, if Brian Kelly comes calling to, to offer him the Notre Dame defensive coordinator spot, uh, you have to listen to that call. Like you're, you're a, a, an aspiring head coach in the college ranks uh, being the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame is a big deal. Whether you you like Notre Dame or you like BK uh, whatever the situation may be. um, You have to at least listen. I don't know for sure that he would go. And, and from what I've heard, it's most likely that that Brian stays in house with that job. Um, But something like that, like if, if West side, Jesus doesn't work out, in Columbus uh, and Columbus comes calling to make Marcus the defensive coordinator. You got to listen to that, but I mean, he's turned down basically co-defensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. He turned down a lot of opportunities last offseason. Some of that was maybe thinking, you know, he might have a shot at this job sooner than later. It will be interesting with Marcus. If he feels, I, I think it's a sign if he feels like Luke is entrenched here for a while, I think it's more likely he leaves because I think he'd love nothing more if Luke left than to just slide one chair over, take the big office and, and see what he could do with his own program right here with a roster with kids that he recruited, you know, in large part, most of them. So I, I, the defensive coordinator thing is really interesting with Marcus because ultimately he wants to be a head coach. He doesn't want to be a defensive coordinator somewhere else. And I, between us, don't tell anybody. Uh, I've had those conversations with him in terms of in making a lateral move to be a defensive coordinator somewhere else. Again, if it's, if it's something massive, you listen. Uh, but he, one, he, he loves the job he has. He loves his boss. And I think getting him away from here to be a defensive coordinator somewhere else would be very difficult. How much does Freeman currently make i I, I think he's up towards seven fifty now
4: so- selfishly, I'd want him to go somewhere and become a head coach so he gets the experience to come back here
0: yeah, but then you're you're taking a a risk that he goes somewhere that he likes <laughs> you know or or he goes somewhere and and uses that before this job opens up to get a, a, a really big job or, you know, a, yeah. a, a job he doesn't come back here for. Uh, I think if you want him to stay, the best way to do that is, is to have him here as the defensive coordinator if Fick ever were to move along. I get what you're mm-hmm. saying and wanting him to go cut his teeth and, and be a head coach somewhere else first. But being as close to Fickle as he is, I mean, he's he's lived it, man he has seen everything it has taken to get to where they're at right now. Cause those two uh, are inseparable. So, it, it, I mean, it is father son type deal uh, with the two of them. So uh, I, I don't think it's a situation where if he leaves, I'll be happy for him no matter what. Cause I love Marcus. <laughs> he's, he's an awesome guy to deal with. Um, I've been, I've been doing this 24 years. I started, in the media industry at Marshall when I was 17 years old, um, back in the Chad Pennington, Randy Moss, um, Jim Donnan days, Jim Donnan, my, one of my, probably my least favorite person in college sports, uh, which that played out exactly how I thought it would when he got brought down for running a Ponzi scheme that included Tommy Tuberville. Um, (laughs) that guy was the biggest asshole I've ever met Jim Donnan. Um, but Luke and, 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 Marcus are just people. They're just guys that happen to be really good football coaches. So I think that changes the whole dynamic because look, man, Brian Kelly was, Brian Kelly was looking to get out of here. And I've told this story before. Um, he told his assistants when they got the UC job, if you buy a house, I'm not taking you with me when I get out of here because they had had a bunch of trouble in at central Michigan guys selling their houses and wives staying behind and, that, that first year and a half or so at Cincinnati, Cincinnati, that created some problems for that staff. He basically told him, we're here to rent. And if you guys buy houses, you ain't coming with me. And there were a couple guys that bought houses that didn't go with him that that got left behind. Um, Butch Butch couldn't have been more open and obvious in the fact that he wasn't here to stay. Tommy, I'm sure, would have loved to retire here. Uh, <laughs> that plan didn't work out so well for <laughs> See, it, it, it's tough when you get fired from your retirement job it's not a it's not a good strategy but i mean it's it's just so different dealing with with luke because it, he doesn't he doesn't meet the norms that when you're in this business for 20 25 years you get so used to and that if you're a coach your job is to try to be a coach at the highest level that you can be a coach at and some guys don't think like that luke's one of them Anybody else? Fire away.
4: Give a a question in the chat, Chad.
0: All right. I guess I got it. Keith, I should give you admin duties so you can read the chat. (laughs) Uh, Des stays repeats. Is is this the one Connor? Uh, Des stays repeats a one loss season and that loss not being a blowout to Notre Dame. How high do you think they could climb next year? It, It won't matter if they don't beat Notre Dame what five six seven and then get shit on again in conference play because uh they would they would say you know uc's not playing uh the quality of teams that we're seeing iowa state who beat texas who's only number 20 because they need texas to be number 20 so they can justify iowa state um that's how good is notre dame gonna be next year isn't book gone Book's gone they lose a lot next year so I, that's another reason you got to go up there and beat them, but especially early in the season. Um, they're not going to be espe- early. They're not going to be anywhere close to what they are this year, and they'll be working in a new quarterback. Uh, you're going to be able to go up there and beat Notre Dame next year. Especially, I've heard some rumblings that, that we could see Maje back. I've heard some rumblings we could see wow. uh, Hudson back. Um, it, it sounds like uh, beavers, I'm 99.9% sure beavers is coming back. I've heard some rumblings this week that DeBlanco could be back. Um, most of those conversations won't happen until next week in terms of seniors, whether they want to come back for an extra year or not. Uh, that's not just not something that the coaching staff is going to talk to the players about during the season, but those guys will sit down with Luke starting next week to, to start making those decisions I could see quite a few of them looking at each other and saying, you know what, screw this. We're going to show them next year in a full season that we're playoff good.
2: How many? I don't know. Do we have like one of those classic opening games before those two games to like warm up against? Yeah, let me pull up.
4: It's, It's somebody not. It's one of those double, one double A. Murray State. Murray State, yeah. Okay. So we get Murray over? State?
0: Uh, in, in Indiana. No, it's Miami. Season openers Miami. Oh, and then Murray State. Okay. And then Indiana at Indiana. Oof. Then a bye
4: week. That's the big one.
0: Then a bye week and at Notre Dame October 2nd.
4: Wow.
2: Okay.
0: So they'll have two games to ramp up for Indiana. And if you return a lot of what you've got this year, you should be able, especially if, if Dez comes back, and I haven't had any indication that Dez is going to leave. Uh, that's not – and i talked about this on the board. Like last year, I was telling people Mike Warren was going to leave months before the end of the season because everybody knew Mike was going to leave. He was, he was done with college. He was ready to, to give his run at the NFL, and his body had taken a ton of abuse you know, in the, the two years that he was a starter. I haven't gotten that indication with Dez. Now, maybe he sits down with the new baby on the way, and and they make a decision that, you know, strike while the iron's hot, something along those lines. But, I mean, Ford's going to be back. You're going to have the tight ends. You, you, You worry about tackle, especially if Hudson doesn't return. But if you have Hudson, you can find a way. And I think Harper's criminally underrated. I don't think people give Darius Harper credit for – nearly enough credit for how good he has been this year at right tackle. Because teams are going to pick one way or the other how they're going to try to get pass rush on you, and they haven't been able to pick either side. So, you know, but I I think John Williams, the the freshman, he'll be a redshirt freshman next year. I think he's ready to go. Uh, I think they were comfortable with him if they had to use him this year at tackle.
4: Um, Over Mets? Yeah. Wow.
0: Mets is still, I mean, he just hasn't played a lot of football. So he's still jumping off sides too much. He's still working on and and the hardest part for Mets, we, we look at it and think it should be easy for him. At six foot nine, 330 pounds, staying low and getting leverage is uh, a little difficult. Now he's an incredible athlete for the size that he is. But the intricacies of offensive line, just physically, the, the physics, like not the physicality, the actual physics of it for him are very difficult. Especially, you know, if, if he was a guy that had started playing football when he was small, maybe that muscle memory gets worked in, cooked in a little bit earlier. Uh, but, I mean, Williams is is six 6'5", he's 300-plus. He's an aerospace engineering major, which, I mean – he's calling out alec pierce as the smartest guy on the team walking in the door as a freshman i'm smarter than him Alec's a junior going through the engineering program and not the easy engineering program and what did he tweet a couple he's carrying like a three eight so he's doing 40 hours a week of school 40 hours a week of football like that kid's a machine um, and he gets it from his mom, just in case his dad's listening.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I, his, his dad was, uh, his dad played football at Northwestern. His mom, I believe, was like a star in volleyball at Northwestern. So he has very good genes, but we credit most of it to his mom.
4: <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's better next year than Indiana or Notre Dame?
0: Indiana. If, if Pennix is back, it's Indiana. They return a lot. They return a lot from next year for next year. So Indiana is young and very good. And and uh, Tom Wilson is a hell of a coach. He's going to be I,
4: there next year.
0: Yeah. That's weird. I I went off on that uh, Sunday on the BVP pod. I, I don't know how that guy. And I know it's, he was a high school coach. Like he came up through the ranks uh, differently than a lot of these guys that You know they they were an assistant at a Clemson or an Ohio State or and and they have this big name behind them. He doesn't have this big like push behind him yet. Um, I think he will eventually. But if I'm Illinois, like and Illinois probably couldn't get. Why would he go to Illinois right now with the way he's got things going at Indiana? But uh, probably a step back, Keith. Probably a step back to take Illinois with with where Indiana is right now. And I know that's weird to say because it's Indiana football, but. He's got them rolling, and he can coach, and those kids love him. I mean, they absolutely love that guy. I'm buying stock, and it's hard to believe. Like, I'm buying stock on Indiana uh, football over Indiana basketball, which that's something that, you know, in in the history of sports, I don't think has ever been said before. But I really like the way he's built that program. I really like where he's got Indiana at right now.
2: Anybody else? Do they have a, do they
4: have a natural advantage to, to recruit in Indiana or something? How did they get these players?
0: Well, Seems Indiana's like... Indiana's kind of a sneaky good state uh, that, that has really risen up over the past 10, 15 years in football. Um, they have a really, really good upper division in football. Have you ever been to one of the big high schools in Indiana? Mm-hmm. They're college campuses. Like, legitimate... 3,500, 4,000, 5,000. Center,
1: Center Grove, South Side of Indy is incredible.
0: I, I, had a friend, I had a friend that was, uh, he was looking for Butler. And he he had a, a friend that was a professor at Butler. He was in Indianapolis for the day. So he was going to stop and meet his friend at, at Butler and go have lunch. So he pulls up, he goes, walks into the main office and walks in and he says, I'm looking for so-and-so. They said, sir, you're at Ben Davis High School. but they are huge i mean they're legit there's there's probably 15 schools like that in the indianapolis area that are up to five six thousand people and they have they have three four thousand five thousand seat uh gyms for basketball and football is really taken off Uh, like car go watch carmel play football in indianapolis they they look like a small college team um so it's really taken off in Indy, and that gives them uh, a little bit of an edge. They've done a really good job in Florida, uh, identifying guys and then getting them on campus and and developing them. Um, he's just he's 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 had a plan and he's executed it really well. But why the hell are we still talking about Indiana?
4: <laughs> yeah. So then, but this is the whole then, thing. Like Cincinnati should be. That's why no one wants Cincinnati in a real conference is because the natural yeah. recruiting we would yeah. take off. I mean, there's no way that this wouldn't take off. It's just a no. damn shame.
5: Fingers crossed. It happens. Fingers crossed. It happens. One <laughs> last question that I might want to go with is what do you think it would take for things to change with the committee the way it is now?
0: You got to get into a power five conference. I mean, I, I guess there is some in the level next week. Of, yeah. Like tomorrow. If you, get, if you get invited to the Big 12 tomorrow, I bet next Tuesday the rankings look completely fucking different. Sorry, Dan. I had to get one in. Um, But, you know, I maybe there is some – if this is something Cincinnati does for two, three, four years and they really put a run together, it <laughs> normalizes that Cincinnati is as good as anybody. Um, the problem with that is all it takes is – they put you in one time at four and you play a dominant Alabama team and have a bad game and lose by 20. And it doesn't even have to be a blowout. It could be, you know, 35, 17 or 35, 21. And they're going to say, see, we told you, told you, they're just not good enough when Mm. that has literally happened to whoever plays number one every year. It's Oklahoma (laughs) every year. But if it's Cincinnati, they'll say, see, we told you so they didn't belong. Like, that's the frustrating part of it.
2: I would I would argue that even if we went undefeated next year, beating Indiana and Notre Dame, ran the conference, we would be number five in the playoff and be behind a one-loss SEC team because they're not going to let a non-P5 team in regardless.
0: Yeah, I mean, then it would be what? Notre Dame? This Notre Dame team isn't the Notre Dame team of Florida, last year. One-loss
3: Georgia or one-loss... LHC. Well, I'm saying...
0: I- I'm saying how they would discredit Cincinnati's resume. Right, they would say it's it's a matter of, and you would argue if water is wet, Doc. So let's.
2: Well, they would they would, <laughs> they, would they would they would argue that the conference was you know the lower AC was better than the upper AC. And uh, yeah. my question to you I asked earlier tonight: just how interested are we in that kid from Michigan at all, or is? There's interest
0: the, the, the Car- Zach Carpenter who's transferring yeah. from Michigan. There I think there is some interest. I think the problem being right now they've really only got one spot um left for a transfer and if they're going to take an offensive line transfer I'm almost certain it would be a tackle. Yeah. Because they are they are and and I know there I've seen the argument on the board that Carpenter would come in here and and start at guard and and that's probably right. He's really good um but uh i i think if they if they do need help on the offensive line uh it is it is a tackle and he's more of a center guard type so it'll be interesting to see how they handle that um you guys want to hear how there's one spot left
4: sure The, military. the numbers,
0: <laughs> yeah the military I, I mentioned it on the board today um <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't said the name yet. So uh, and I'll tell the whole story. It's, it's pretty funny. So Malik Rainey, his dad is active military. If you're active military in the state of Ohio, you get free in-state tuition uh, to any school in the state of Ohio. So if you remember when Rainey committed, he was committed to Toledo. And when kids commit, it's kind of, you know, you know, Call around and say, "Hey, can we get this kid looked at? Can we maybe get him reevaluated? Get his ranking looked at? Um, get his tape reevaluated?" Because a lot of times, like they haven't watched the tape since the season before. You know, it's a constant catch up on getting to watch kids' tape, and until they commit or until they're brought in front of the the, the people that make the decisions, those those tapes aren't exactly you know. But if you get a kid to commit, then they'll watch the tape and they'll so. I call and I'm like, hey, this kid just committed. Can we get him looked at? Um, and I guess the Toledo coaches called my contact at 24-7. And they were like, this is after the kid gets ranked, which he's, you know, we ranked him in 84. I think he's in 83-2 um, by the composite. And the Toledo coaches are like, that kid was a walk-on. Why would Why would you rank him that high? He was a walk-on when he was committed to us. So they call me and they're like, is this kid a, a walk-on? And I'm like, no, he's a scholar. Like, he's scholarship quality, but he's free tuition. Like, he gets everything covered basically because his dad's active military. I'm like, oh, now that makes sense because the kid is, I mean, the kid's a starter at Canton McKinley. You're a starter at Canton McKinley. You're genu- genuinely at least MAC level quality uh, with his measurables 5'11, 175, plays outside corner. Um, so they're getting a kid. I mean, think about that. 83-2. Let's scroll back. Let's look at the class before Luke got here, which would have been it used 2016. To be good. Yeah. Uh the highest rated player in that class, Taekwondo Statham. That didn't work out. Um Paul's here. Look out. Uh, but he would have been, he would have been right below Malik Moj. One, two, three—the fourth, fifth-rated player in that class at eighty-three-two.
4: <coughs>
0: Amazing. Now he's what third to last. <coughs> the level that they have changed the recruiting. We've talked about how now, you know, Tyquan Statham was an eighty-five point eight four, and now that's basically the average recruit. Uh, the av- and, and except for twenty twenty, when the average-ranked recruit is, uh. 89 (laughs) that's that's swimming in a different pond to jump up from 85 to 89 as your average ranking which that'll come back down a little bit as things go on but uh, i mean i think you're really realistically looking in in 2020 that 87 or you know high 87 or low 88 it's not out of the realm of possibility for where their average recruit could be ranked and that's crazy talk crazy talk wouldn't we have
4: to the rest of that class is most likely going to fill out with Ohio guys, right? Uh, I don't is that many that high rated? I don't necessarily
0: think it'll fill out with, I mean, I think there will be 10, 12, you know, probably half the class Ohio guys. T- help take the lid off, Keith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't think that it'll, you know, I don't think it'll look like it did a couple years ago because there's just more interest. Nationally now, there's more guys that are listening. You know, uh, you, you're looking at you know, maybe next. Would mm-hmm. be, I, I hope to get Moomoo ranked here shortly. Um, but like Ian Pugh, who is from Illinois, Oak Park, Illinois, um, he's announcing on Christmas Day. I think UC's in a really good spot there. I think they're in a pretty good spot with Caden Saunders, who's committed to Penn State right now, uh, mm-hmm. who I mentioned on the BBP. He would be the highest-rated recruit in program history, in terms of the composite. Um, he's right around 110, I think, in the composite. Uh, so there, there's just a different level of kid that's taking their call. Like, that's that's where it starts, right? Because for the longest time, you couldn't even get those kids to take your call. Now they're not only taking your call, but they're listening to what you have to say. And when Marcus Freeman and Luke Fickle are making the sales pitch and Mike Denbrock are making the sales pitch, you're getting a lot more kids that, 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 that are listening, one, And that are open to that whole philosophy of be different. Are we going to be able to hold on to these guys if Marcus leaves? Who knows? I mean, he's not recruiting all of them. We might not be able to hold on to all those guys if Marcus stays like that's, you know, as somebody um, told me a couple weeks ago, look, those kids from South of the Mason Dixon line, 14 months out, like, a commitment is just like, we, I like you <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I like, can we hook up for, for a couple months and then we'll see where things stand. They like, so, and, but the people inside the program know that they know like a, a, a Stephen bird, Stefan bird, basically you know, when they, when they were recruiting him, cause I think they would like to take two backs in the 2022 class. Bird was basically like, I don't care who else you bring in. like, I'm coming there to run people over. And at his size, he's going to run a lot of people over. Uh, but that's the difference. Th- those Ohio kids are going to be a lot more uh, loyal. But
4: I, He's more know, likely to stick, right?
0: Yeah, but look, like, we we thought for the longest time, like, when is Miles Montgomery going to flip? When's that going to happen? Never happened. You know, and there's a couple of guys in this 2021 class that it was like, I don't know. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And so far... And I don't notice that tomorrow is when the, the rubber meets the road. It looks like they're going to stick with all of them. So wow.
4: who knows? Does, uh, is Denbrock uh, a hot commodity outside of Cincinnati from a head coaching standpoint? I think he
0: would love to. Um, I know he's, he's looked around a little bit. He's kicked the tires on a couple jobs. I think he's getting up into that range of like, if it's going to happen, it needs to happen for him. So definitely the way the offense has played this year, I think that could, that could come into play, but I don't, it's, it's going to be so different because I don't know what those level schools are going to do in terms of coaching changes. It, it's different. there be like, as you drop down below the P five and the, you know, the, the American level um, there, there aren't these crazy buyouts. So it it doesn't cost $14 million to move on from your coach that you gave a bad extension to two years ago or whatever the case may be. But they still don't have much money. So how many jobs are going to be open? And if you're Denbrock, do you look at this thing and say, you know what, I got Des back for next year? Yeah. Like if I bet on myself another year, they could – it's funny because people haven't really talked about or considered this. They could be a top ten offense, top fifteen offense next year. Now they're they're probably not going to throw it around like a lot of the air raid teams, um, but if they're still really good on defense, they could be. They're what twenty five, twenty four on offense right now, somewhere in the in the mid twenties. They could jump up into the top fifteen. If you jump up into the top fifteen, then you know you're you're looking at a guy that would be a hot commodity. All right, everybody step aside. Paul's ready to talk. Paul, where you been? <laughs>
3: <laughs> i truthfully i didn't even think to to look to see if you were going to do a session because i i saw the rating i saw the, the first part of the show i saw where you were ranked and i thought you know what i might cost somebody their their uh, apologizing to dan might not have been enough wait i've only i've only had a sorry dan what did you guys think of did you guys
0: listen to the bbp the other night where Brent used it as Brent used sorry Dan as the customer. Next
4: level, next level.
0: I mean, it was great. It was fantastic.
3: I haven't. I have to admit, I haven't heard it yet.
0: I then him twenty dollars because I thought it was that good. <laughs> I thought it was twenty dollars good on the spot. I then him twenty bucks.
3: <laughs> twenty three and SP plus on offense. Yeah,
0: so they're right there in the mid twenties.
3: I I keep thinking we need one more back.
0: And Miles Montgomery's Montgomery gonna be really right. good. Yeah, Miles yeah. Montgomery is gonna be really good. And I, I tell you what, from what we've seen this year, and I know, like, and I'm I'm guilty of this as well. I don't think anybody around the program except Mike Denbrock thought that Ethan Wright was gonna stick at running back. Not because he wasn't gonna be a good running back, uh, but because Marcus Freeman has been like sending Lineback. him love sending him love you notes. I think they would have played him either at sniper or at safety.
3: Well, now, so you said in a post on the board today, they've changed the name of that position. They're calling it. Uh, it's called
0: the dollar now.
3: Okay, yeah. Is that I a mean,
0: PC thing?
3: If you look, no. At, you look at that kid hit on special teams. He hits hard.
0: Ethan Wright, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, he hits. Trust hard. me. DevRock
0: is doing everything in his power to get that kid on defense, but sure he I, is. It wasn't an accident that Denbrock put him in for the first play of the UCF game or whatever game that was.
3: Well, and then threw him the ball.
0: And yeah, of course, yeah. like he—it was like when you like lick, like you lick a cupcake. Like that's my cupcake. That's that's what Denbrock was doing right there. He's
3: he seems to he seems to me to be a he's a football combination player. of Dokes and forks. I haven't
0: seen him enough to know if he has Ford's explosion, that extra gear that Ford has yet. Um, he's different. I mean, he's just so different because he's he's such a different body type. He's longer and he's leaner. He
3: looks um, like – You know he what he looks like? About those balls in the UCF game, he had good burst after. So, I'm, that's what I'm basing it on.
0: He looks like, like a, a thicker Dez. Like he's a long strider in terms of just his body type, not – you Know in terms of his body type, he looks like a, a, a thicker version of Des.
4: Is he a freshman again next year? If
0: uh, technically everybody's whatever grade that, whatever year they are this year, technically they are next year as well. Wow. That gets real tricky the, the farther down the line you go because there are going to be roster exceptions next year for seniors, but they're not next year is the only year they're doing it. Oh, okay. So two years from now, those guys that are all piled up that one extra years, now you're going to have to still be within the 85. So two years from now, it gets pretty tricky. Um, And people don't think this, but a lot of those guys, well, he would be a right. He would have been a right, would have been a red shirt either way, probably. But because they didn't have to burn it, then they could play him on special teams.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: And plus, I think once once he got a couple snaps on special teams, like Paul said, once he got a couple snaps on special teams, it was going to be hard to not put him on all of the special teams because that kid runs and he hits. Mm-hmm. Big Ethan Wright fan. So I think, you, you know, if Denbrock can hang on and he might have to like grab his leg and just like like spring practice, I'm not letting you change your jersey. Because Marcus loves to do that, like, hey, here's here's one of these black ones, why don't you? Why don't you throw that on it? Come over here and see how things look with me. He's um, gotten anybody he's wanted. Well, no, Alec Pierce tried it and went back to wide receiver. That's right. And I yeah. think Denbrock really wanted him at linebacker too. And you get a kid six three, and you know, if you'd have got him up to two twenty, that runs and jumps like he does, they would have loved Alec Pierce at, at linebacker. But uh, Pierce Pierce wanted to go back to receiver. Now he's. He, he definitely got Huber to stick around. I, But how tough was it to get Huber to stick around when he saw Wiley and Taylor in front of him
2: <laughs>
0: on the depth chart offensively? Like, we all knew that was coming. As long as Josh could stay healthy, we all knew that was coming.
3: So is Dublonco really going to stay?
0: I, I don't think it's fully decided yet, but I think he is seriously considering it.
4: He should.
3: He, he's a He's a player. He's not, he has, a, he's not. a fantastic athlete, but he is a player. He he has he has good instincts, and he reacts to the ball really fast, and he does a good job shedding blocks. I mean, that would be a shame for Huber, though.
0: Yeah, it would, uh, and I, uh, because
3: Huber's in the same boat and, or in the same mold.
0: Yeah, um, Huber's a little bit more. So I, I I think I've compared it on a podcast before. Brian Wright was like. Um, like writing code that went wrong because he just did what, like he was so instinctual that there was no programming be right. It was all emotion and, and what he saw in front of them and reacting. He didn't play much within the system. And he, he drove Marcus crazy he didn't a lot of times. Ball. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly how be right. was DeBlanco, I'm a thousand percent convinced that there's a cord that he plugs into on on Friday nights that they just leave him to download all the data and then they unplug him on Saturday and he goes out there and does exactly what Freeman wants him to do. So they love him for that. Huber's a little bit more freelance than than that though. Of course Huber hasn't been playing linebacker his whole life like DeBlanco has.
4: DeBlanco was the tuberville special, wasn't he? Wasn't he one of the last guys tuberville
0: God. yeah he was an out of nowhere late signing yeah. like in the summer like a
4: four-star I think. late signing too right wasn't he
0: yeah uh, i don't know how i don't remember how high he was ranked it was, was just one of those he was he was at img academy um and kind of fell through the cracks which is strange for a guy at img academy um i think he had, because it's I a
3: i bet they wondered if he was going to qualify no, I mean, he was fine.
0: I mean, that place is like a, like a factory. I just – people – he was a tweener. People thought he was an end, um, but he, he was – you know, he built like a linebacker. So they didn't know exactly – he was an 86.96, so really high three-star. Um, number 18 inside linebacker in the country number 70 in the state of Florida, which is pretty good.
4: Like last minute too, right? He just came. Yeah, it was in
0: the summer. It was, it was one of those, or no, he committed um, April 15th. So it would have been right at the end of spring practice. That was Tim's last year. And that was one of those that even Tim, I think was like taken aback by that. It actually happened because we (laughs) didn't really have any, anything on the kid. It was just boom. All of a sudden he's a bear cat. Um, but he's, he wait, I mean, you got to give that guy a lot of credit. He waited his turn. He was patient and it's paid off and kind of crap that he was only one of two guys out of 11 that wasn't named all conference today, but I guess you just run out of spots eventually.
3: (laughs) Well, there were, I mean, you're going to name him in preference to Zayvon Collins. I mean, I,
0: he would be behind Zayvon Collins. I think Zayvon Collins is the best defender in the country. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: away the best defender in our league. I mean, rightfully
0: undisputed, unanimous selection as the defensive player of the year in the conference. Jarrell White was good. He wasn't that good. Sam Collins
2: is outstanding. So pivoting back, because we do really have a very important game on Saturday. We do. do We have a podcast Thursday to take care of for that. (laughs) But are we going to have a Zoom call to talk about it?
0: Well, but I don't want to give all my good takes. He's going to give us
2: all his content. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to know how to. Okay, you and Paul talk. I'll turn my camera off. You and Paul, and is it? How do you BD BDS? How do you? I've always wondered. Well, my name is
4: Brian. Okay, it's Badias, but it's, Badias. Uh, it's Brian. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. And Doc, you four guys, you're in charge right now. You talk about Tulsa, the Tulsa game. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm not. I'm not on camera talent. (laughs) Where's Dave? Get Dave back in here. What?
3: And and I am.
0: Paul, you're as on camera talent as it gets, sir.
3: Brent's in here. Where's Brent at? I have a face for radio,
0: Chad. That's the. But I'm only posting the audio. I'm not posting the video of this. (laughs) So
3: you're fine. (laughs) Yes, boss. I, I hope that they can be that they can harness the anger and play. Exactly, 100%. Luke says, play with emotion, but not play emotionally.
4: Yeah, Yeah. It's going to be hard for them not to be so angry. You know who's really done that well
3: all year is Alabama. Yeah. If you've seen them play at all, they play angry. angry. They're beating the piss out of people. Yeah, they do. They play angry football. They're not emotional, but, man, they play angry. And if if we can do that, Katie, bar the door.
4: It's going to be tough for them not to incur multiple penalties in the first couple – dry- I, I think they got to – they'll have to be careful.
2: Yeah. You know. I, I just don't see – I mean, Tulsa's been very fortunate this year, I think. They should have lost the ECU game. They looked bad against Navy. I just don't see how that Tulsa offense – can score any more than 10 or 14 points against our defense even if they get a couple of breaks
4: <laughs> just uh but can their defense like a picks it like zayvon collins i mean pick six you, you got to worry about the emotion of the game or a fumble i just worry that something crazy like that happens early but i mean you're I right i
2: think we should we should. The we long game we should win it i mean we have enough talent on offense where we can scheme away from him. Yeah, I mean, if, he can only cover so much territory on the field, so you just avoid going in that direction.
3: <laughs> that <laughs> would know, be a they, lot of character for Dez, too, I think. To, to I think me. there's a possibility that it looks kind of like the Army game from
1: earlier in the season where it's kind of an ugly win, but, you know, we hold him really well defensively.
3: I guess it's possible. The the one thing about about this game is they're not if they get down if Tulsa gets down 21 points they're not coming they back from do 21 anything. down against our defense. Oh you know? no,
2: God! If it's that like 20, point, I think I think like Brian said, if you can avoid the early turnovers and have Tulsa jump ahead 10-7 or something like that, uh, we get a we get ahead like every other team's gotten ahead against Tulsa. It's over. Yeah, I mean, if we go into halftime, let's say twenty-one-seven, it it's it's probably ball game. We get you know we we get up three scores on them. It I could easily see this becoming like the Memphis game or the SMU game where it becomes just like a complete blowout. I I also think with the
4: having people in the stands with that, you know, we haven't had any. And hopefully, a lot of you guys get to go to the game. I'm down in Texas, so I don't get to do that. But uh, you know, having the, having some support there, maybe just we just go berserk and destroy them. I'm hoping we totally trounce, just wipe yep. the feel with them. Yep. Because that would be a nice exercise of the demon.
3: Up in seven words, run it up, Herman. Leave no doubt.
2: Yes, exactly. This needs to be like that Ohio State beatdown of Wisconsin in that Big Ten title game several years back. If you have an opportunity, you hang as many points as you possibly can on these guys. And and,
4: and, and uh, Chad, do you think uh, Fickle's going to allow that, or is he going to be the normal Fickle that we're, we're used to? Um, I don't think you're going to
0: see a foot on the break this time. I hope not. I, think I hope been they a lot take it out on him. I think there's been a lot of chirping from Tulsa. I think he's probably when somebody notifies him that they are now ninth. Uh I, I I don't think he's going to be looking to uh see how early he can get Ben Bryan into the game.
2: For four teams, that, well
3: and even the fake punt Ryan's wasn't game. his fault.
2: It
4: brilliant. All the oh, that was <laughs> awesome. That was awful. Awesome. <laughs> And I, mean, I was, was right. I,
0: I I heard from B. Wright. He was big mad. He was big mad that they did it without him. Because uh, Brian Wright is the guy that has practiced that play for three years. He was the guy that, that took that snap and took off. And, uh, yeah, it, it, if they line up and they overload the left side and try to come after James Smith, they'll do it again. I'm fine with be that.
4: Awesome. <laughs> fine with that. I just hope we don't have any punts in that game.
3: So here's yeah. the other thing I was thinking about. I mean, we do we need to blow them out to stave off Coastal Carolina? I mean, it's ridiculous. No. We're gonna have to talk no. about that, but I mean,
4: no.
3: do we trust? Yeah, we them can we win by more? a point.
4: We'll win by a point and be in. I don't think that there's any chance there. They're not playing anymore. Yeah, they are. They've got yeah, they they've got oh, Louisiana. Oh, they got the L. They got the yeah. That's right. They got, saying, got the champion. But but I guess yeah, conveniently, uh, Tulsa's ranked. Yeah.
3: There's there's no guarantee they're gonna win against. Louisiana right I mean they won by a field goal the last time hey
4: that will that will discredit Iowa State's uh masterpiece (laughs) (laughs) victory
0: actually I I think I if I'm if I'm looking at that game I think I take Louisiana they had a look at that I mean that that Mm -hmm. offense is funky but once you get a look at it shouldn't you be able to kind of scheme that option a little bit better than they did the first time I know their quarterback's really good at Coastal but I know what I think Marcus Freeman would do to that option offense <laughs> so is that,
3: is that the, the, coach's, the head coach's first year there
2: uh, that I well, don't no, he's, I think he's, he's been there, there, there a little years. bit yeah. Say, oh. yeah so Coastal Carolina is giving three and a half to la, Lafayette it's just Louisiana yeah. now right they yeah. changed that yeah. I think they, they took the Lafayette out oh, they it's, no,
4: it's no
0: longer ooh la la no, it is just Louisiana. Yeah,
1: it's I had that Oolala. problem
0: with... I think we played them in basketball a year or two ago. And uh, I kept wanting to write Louisiana Lafayette, and I kept getting corrected that it's just Louisiana now. <laughs> yeah. They had
4: one of the best names, the Ooh La La, and that was like almost as good as Ui U-E- over in uh, Indiana.
0: Yeah, but... I-U-P-U-I. Nothing's better than <laughs> Let's Go
2: pee. <laughs> now that being well, said... We want more head road- is pretty good.
0: <laughs> that's what more head road game at Coastal
2: game. wouldn't suck because that's in Myrtle Beach. That that wouldn't suck. I mean true. The game I, for- like, All right, yeah, guys, like- I
3: have
0: I have got to. Um, if you guys want to keep talking, don't let me <laughs> like stop you. But I I have got to finish this. Uh, this signing day primer and i've got let
4: uh-huh. chad do uh, his job
0: i've got about i've yeah. got about 11 more guys to go to get there before i can okay. post it tonight and i think you guys want to read this tonight right absolutely
3: i, is it? I want to read it now
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't have them all done i'm to leroy bowers i got to do bowers lichtenberg fickle monroe cox williams lytle Rainey, corleone and mason fletcher and then i will be done but I'm just, you know, I'm just doing, like, uh, little paragraph capsules. Uh, I'm counting on Kaz to hit us with some brilliance tomorrow in the uh, the release from UC officially announcing all of these kids. But, man, fun class. Like, you get – I think Jalen Monroe's a guy. I think When's the last time they got a guy 6'4", 258 pounds to play defensive end coming out of high school, and he's at the bottom of the recruiting class? Oh, <laughs> like, you know uh, Corle- Corleone is criminally yeah. underrated criminally underrated I think yeah. he's going to be a guy in the middle that we're going to see instantly early you know not instantly
3: I watched him in that first game of the year against um he was fat back then though he had he yeah, had
0: to us, get, he had to get some things under control
3: first team all state yeah in this state, first team all state ought to be ranked better than eighty one point whatever, you know, point eight one. Eighty two
0: nine four is his composite, which I, I do not agree. Yeah, that's low, criminally low. He's the lo- outside Fine of the punter, us. outside of the punter. He's the lowest rated guy in the class, which I think what hurt him is he, he committed too early.
3: Well, never and went to any camps, I guess.
0: No, he didn't do anything. He he committed to UC, and that was shut it down. I remember the first time seeing him the day that he committed. Down on the field, and I looked at him, and I like at the time, like that's a sixteen-year-old.
1: He looked
0: mm-hmm. like a tank. He looked like Marcus Brown already, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" That's they didn't make him like that when I was sixteen.
2: No.
4: Well,
0: we all would have died in high school if that
4: was the case. <laughs> <laughs> Playing football <laughs> with those guys.
0: Very true. And that's why I never. That's why I never played football in high school. I was. I was like 5'1", 105 pounds, and I know this is going to be a shock to you guys, but I was a little mouthy. Never. And, and uh, there were a lot of juniors and seniors that were really hoping I'd play football. Really hoping I'd play football. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I'm good at, and I'm going to run track because I know you guys can't catch me. I'm not going to let you randomly at practice one day find me coming over the middle or <laughs> doing something, that, being somewhere that I'm not supposed to be at. And then the next thing I know, I'm in an ambulance uh, with with every broken bone possible going to see Doc, although that wasn't Doc's field.
2: (laughs) You uh, you come see me. You're in big trouble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's no question about that. Doc.
2: You've had some change of sex surgery or something.
0: (laughs) You are not you are not putting those stirrups on me, sir.
2: <laughs> I would put the stirrups on you, to where I'd stick the speculum, that you'd be in trouble. <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. We're done. Thank you,
0: that's
2: Chad. Good, Thank you. That's a great way to yeah. end it.
0: Thanks, fellas. Appreciate <laughs> it, guys. Thanks everybody for tuning Thanks. in. You, Once again, it was the Keith and Paul show, and and our our new guy B showed up showed up and, and filled in. And Doc, you're always a, a treat. Brian, nice to, me.
3: to finally meet you.
4: yep yeah, nice to meet you, guys. Yeah. Yep. Just Thank you, care things, guys. guys. Y'all take care. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.
0: It's the whole right, entire podcast right here on BearcatJournal.com. <laughs>